Wow. Chloe, is she here? Chloe. Wow. Man, I'm just so honored and privileged to have such an amazing daughter. Her voice, she's using her talent for the Lord. She sings and uses her talent to honor the Lord Jesus. That's why she's so free up here. People are all watching, but she's just lost because she's singing. She always has just sung. It's always been about the Lord for her. And as, as her father, my heart is just warmed just to be able to sit here and drink and, and hear that. Um, she's going back to Wellington tomorrow. I'm not going to cry just yet. Um, I know that she uh, is going to miss us a lot. Chloe, we're going to miss you so much. It's been so good to have you back home. You're such an encouragement and such a blessing to me as your father. I love you very much. <clears throat> okay, okay. Hold it together, Paul. <clears throat> very good. It's exciting. It really is. Tears of joy. Very good. <laughs> i got some more announcements to make this morning. The, um, at the 29th of this month, where it's the 1st of uh, March today, uh, we've got a couple of couples. One is John and Linda Tiatoa, and the other is Reuben and Harmony Hager. Now, we're going to have a ceremony to uh, just lay hands on them and anoint them as assistant pastors to Ruth and I, both couples. So we'll make that announcement to the church this morning. Uh, we, what we're doing is not something mag magical mystical or whatever, but what we're doing is simply acknowledging, laying hands on, blessing them. We're seeing what God is already doing with them in their lives. They have stood alongside Ruth and I for years now, and we just know that God has brought them along, brought them both those couples along to assist us. They have our heart. We're one with them, the one with us, and they uh, have a very positive ministry to sow into this church. So pray into that. I know Harmony's family's coming over from Australia. It's going to be a great day. I think we're trying to arrange a hungy for the 29th when we can celebrate together. We're preparing for overflow in Excite. And so we'll have two more couples as assistant pastors. Yes, we've got the elders too. That's been a great help to us too. Uh, Dave and Glennis, Ian and Sophia. We're building team. Everyone is needed in the body. And we want to thank you if you're part of a team of Excite and putting your time and energy into different areas of the church. That is a great blessing. We're one. We're a family in God. One because he has made us one. That's what Jesus prayed, that they might be one in me, that they might be one in us when he prayed to his Father. And that is what has been brought about through his death, burial, and resurrection. Praise God. Another thing we're preparing for, I think that's the 29th of uh, March as well, and that's the overflow offering. This month is the month of overflow. Now, we do big outreaches into this community. And, uh, well, in April, we're bringing on Reuben full-time with the church. Um, he's been on two days a week. Um, but we also have big outreaches, the Easter egg hunt, Christmas uh, concert. And so it costs a lot of money. We sow money into the community. And this month, we want to have an overflow offering. On the 29th of March, we'll be leaving for an overflow. That God would just, yeah. Oh, it's on the 5th of April. I stand corrected. 5th of April, the following week. Uh, we're having an overflow offering, so we're preparing for that. Keep it in mind and uh, believe for God's blessing. It's an opportunity for us to sow into the kingdom of God, knowing that when we, whatever we give back to God and honor Him with, He will only multiply it. We give out of a cheerful heart, a willing heart, a hilarious, God loves hilarious givers or cheerful givers. 
and it's just an opportunity. I'm excited about it because I've sowed into this church for many years, and I know that when you sow, you get more. God sees to it because you're just acknowledging he's our Jehovah Jireh. He's our provider. So remember that, the 5th of April, the overflow off offering. Very good. Now, Reuben uh, spoke, uh, closed up the, the month theme last, last week of open eyes. And um, I liked one phrase that he used last week. Well, I liked them all, actually. But one I want to reiterate this morning, he said, God, uh, no, sorry, he said, Jesus took all our separation to the cross. Jesus took all our separation to the cross. There's now nothing between us and our Father. You might think there's some things in your mind, but Jesus took all our separation to the cross. And there's much, much more that God has for us. There's an overflow. There's an abundance. He's our Father. He blesses us. He's got it. We got an inheritance in Christ, and He is for us. Praise God. So this month, this month we're speaking about overflow. Our lives are to be an overflow, and the and the theme of the service today I've got preparing for overflow. Are you prepared for overflow? You know, we have a God who can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can even ask or even think. Every area of our life, He can bless. And God wants you to have abundance so that you can be a blessing to others. An abundance of love and abundance of joy and, and peace in your life. No matter what storm is raging at the time, you can have an overflow in your life. Love and joy and peace. Wonderful things in the Spirit. Praise God. There was a time, the reason why we can have all these things was because there was a time when our Lord Jesus came under a mighty overflow. We read about it in Psalm 69, and the psalmist there is prophesying of what the Lord Jesus Christ was about to suffer, would suffer, and that was hundreds of years beforehand, but he prophesied through the leading of the Holy Spirit. And it's really the words of the Lord Jesus Christ when he went through suffering for us. All our judgment, all our selfishness, all that we deserved when he went to the cross and bore it for us. He says, I have come into deep waters where the floods overflow me. Isn't that true? If you think back about your life, you think about everything that Jesus has done and taken upon himself for you. All the wrong that we've done, every self-centered act, everything that was not of faith. The Bible says his sin and Jesus bore our sin and his own body on the tree, on the cross. And the floods of the judgment and the wrath of God overwhelmed him, overflowed him, but he bore it there. He died for our sin. He was buried, but he rose again triumphant. Praise God. And this is the very reason why there's such an overflow for us. There was, a such, there was such an overflow of judgment that he bore for me. And now I take his place and I receive the blessing and the favor of God for me. See, God didn't send His Son just to forgive your sins and take you to heaven when you die. That's not what it's all about, even though that what happens when you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life. You're not just trying to get through every day and, and, and eking out an existence here on earth till Jesus comes and, and just trying to make it through with God's help. That's not what Christianity is all about. The gospel is not a survival kit. We're not just trying to survive. We're people who thrive. God's children, His family are a wonderful family, a blessed family. 
Jesus becomes our very life because we have died and we have risen with him. We've been through the waters of baptism. We buried the old selfish self there. And now, like Paul the Apostle says, for me to live is Christ. Hallelujah. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And now we can spend time with our Father. There's nothing between us. His favor is upon us. We've been singing that in those songs, clean hands, pure heart, good grace, good God. We've been completely sanctified, made holy. Don't let anyone whisper in your ear, even your own thoughts, and tell you otherwise. Jesus was overwhelmed with the judgment so we could be overwhelmed with the love of our Father. Hallelujah. God is love. And light and love and life flow through our veins because we've partaken of the blood and the body of Christ and the DNA of Jesus flows through our veins. His very life, His very health, His very favour, His blessing. Hallelujah. And now we don't need to try and be, try and evangelize. No more are we trying. We are trusting people. We're believing people. We're secure people. We are evangelistic. Everybody's attracted to light and love and life in God. Favor, blessing. Everybody's attracted to joyful people, to people who are at peace through the storm and not troubled but trusting in the security of the love that the Father has for us. doesn't matter what you're going through here today. We go through many things. Even in one week, the people in this congregation, you go through many trials. But the Bible says, underneath are the everlasting arms. And uh, it's often true that what you're going through is not for you. It's for others. Because God's developing something in us that'll be a blessing and will overflow to those around about us. So the first point I got today, and I have two points in the message today, is that blessed lives, bless lives. Blessed lives, bless lives. God wants your life to overflow to those around about you. In Luke chapter 6, Jesus was speaking to the disciples, and he says this in verse 38, he says, Give, and it will be given to you. He also says in that passage about judge not that you be not judged. And he talks about forgiving. Whatever we, if we're, if we're sowing judgment, it's going to come back with interest on it. <laughs> if, we're, if we're sowing unforgiveness, we're going to have dis-ease and discomfort and all sorts of things that will happen in our life. But he says, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and what? Running over, overflow, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Hallelujah. Just makes me want to give more. More love to my wife. There'll be an overflow. It'll come back. See, she said that wonderful husband. I think she meant that, eh? <laughs> she can't say too much here, can she? No. Um, praise God. And uh, you give out forgiveness to others. It comes back. But you go around judging other people and it comes back with interest. You go around with, a, with an angry disposition or an attitude 
And you find that everyone, why is it that everyone seems to have an attitude with me, you know? Why is it? Wow, hello, hello, wake up, read the word. Jesus had it all sorted. He warned us of what happens. What you sow is what you reap. But it comes back with interest. When you sow an apple seed, you don't just get one apple. You get a whole tree of them. So just careful what you sow. Let's start giving. Praise God. Giving out the things that we want to receive back again. God wants to give you a running over blessing. Not just so you can become a great reservoir and keep it all to yourself, but so that you can overflow and be a blessing to the community. That's why he sent Jesus. And now you're his children. And when Jesus was here, all sickness, all disease was done away with. He met people in their need. They flocked out to him. They wanted to be around him. And I know people will want to be around you as you overflow and are poured out for a thirsty world, as your life is a life of overflow. But even in the natural, even in the practical things, even financially, God blesses us. I know I told this uh, to the church years ago, um, but before I was married, God put on my heart to give $1,000 to a brother who used to go around sharing gospel tracts and, and, and witnessing for the Lord, but he had no insurance on his car, and the poor chap had a car accident, and he had no money to pay for it, and so he put it on my heart, and $1,000 was a lot then, and I, and I just gave. I felt God put it on my heart. I was trying to save up, hadn't met Ruth then, save up for a house and uh, for my future. But God put it on my heart to sow that money without any thought of it coming back again. When we got married, strangely enough, that man had saved up the money and he returned it. It was a gift, but he decided he wanted to give it back as a wedding present. And someone else gave me $1,000. It came back with interest. I got 2000 back. For me, that was one that was great. I would have been happy not getting any back. I gave out of a loving heart, out of cheerfulness, out of willingness, but it comes back. God always has our back because we had no carpet in that little old house that was over 100 years old that I'd bought and done up from scratch, an old spotting den uh, and, a, and a drug den that I did up, and it was very cheap and very rough, but we made it into a beautiful home. That was our first home when we got married. And so God wants to bless us. He makes us, he blesses us so we can be a blessing to others. When you turn the tap on and when you give out, the water flows in. You know when the tap off is, is off in your sink, there's no water flowing, there's no flow. You turn the tap on, water flows out, so more water can flow in. That's how it works in God's kingdom, except he multiplies it. Hallelujah. Praise God. And the psalmist says in Psalm 20, uh, 23 in verse 5, he says, and this is speaking of blessing here, the, he says, um, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Now those enemies, uh, it could be sickness, hunger, lack. But he says, you prepare a table in, in, in your uh, sickness, or in your hunger, or in your lack, there's a table that God prepares. He says, you anoint my head with oil. You give me authority. You, you make me king over my circumstances. I rule over my circumstances because I am a son of God. And he blesses me. And my cup runs over. Nothing will stop the flow of life that flows out of us as we trust in the Lord and as we serve him. Blessed lives. Blessed lives. 
So a believer is a person that is a changed person who is here to love, not to be loved. Well, we love to be loved, but we're here. My primary goal is not to be loved by my wife but it's my, and my children, but it's to love my wife, my children, my community. That's, that's what I need to worry about. That's my primary objective and goal. I'm not here to be loved, to be looked up to as a husband, as a father. I'm here to love. The same for each one of us. Um, 1 Timothy 1 and 5 says, Now the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, from, and from sincere faith. And the Bible says, The pure in heart, they shall see God. God is love. He loves you. He loves on us so that we can be a blessing to our community. Blessed lives, blessed lives. See, the gospel's all about somebody denying themselves and taking up their cross, and that somebody is you. <laughs> that someone is you. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus did that, but he left an example for us to follow. It's about seeking first the kingdom of God and not my own self-interest. Praise God. My thinking is now changed. I think about others. I put others first before myself. See, discouragement, discontentment, and disease come from thinking about me. Also anxiety, worry, also wanting to be first in line. You know, that's all about me. Jesus has came, come to save us from all that self-centeredness. That's what sin is, living from self instead of living from God. Jesus said the last will be first. It's amazing, hey? In his kingdom, everything's the reverse. No longer are we trying to get, we're giving. When you're in the kingdom of God, you're a giver. You're a hilarious giver, giving out love, giving out your time, your energy to others, being a blessing to others. We used to sing that song in Sunday school, didn't we? J-O-Y, J-O-Y, this must surely mean Jesus first, yourself last, and others in between. Joy. You will have joy in your life if you put others first. If you put Jesus first, others second, and yourself last. Amen? Sometimes in life we think what we're going through is not fair. Why, why am I going through this? Why am I suffering this? Why, why, why do I have to go through this trial? You know, we almost feel that God's not treating us fairly. It's a bit like when that serpent came in the Garden of Eden and whispered in uh, Eve's ear and said, well, really, has God really said that? You know, he's trying to keep something from, the, from you. When you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you're going to be like God. He doesn't want to share that with you. You know, God's not fair. Why? We have that question many times in our lives in many every, different areas. Why do I go through all these problems with my business? Why are my children sick? Why does this happen? Why? We question, we question God. But how fair is God? Really? You have been treated more than fairly by God. He sent his son's son to die at the cross for your sins. All your wrong has been laid on him. What a fair God that is. How fair is that? You've been made the righteousness of God in Christ. Wow. How fair is that? That's amazing. You've been raised up with Christ and seated in heavenly places. That's amazing. Praise God. 
You have been given a new life, and that life is about others. It's not about you. So we can trust God. His love has been demonstrated to us freely at the cross, and we're left into no doubt as to how much He loves us. And life, our life, is all about others. So if I'm going through trials, if things don't go my way, there's a reason for it. God is wanting to develop something in me that will be a blessing to my friends, my neighbors, perhaps my wife, perhaps my children. I know with me, he's developing patience. He's developing that. Still, after all these years of being married, I still need to learn a bit more about being patient and just trusting him. In the middle of things when they're not going how I thought they'd go, even at work, trusting him. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's my provider. These things are real. It's, it's time in our lives to challenge everything in our life that is about self. Do, do I get offended easy by people? Am I a person that gets offended easy? That's, that's, that's a, a flag that would tell me that maybe it's all about me. Do I get upset when people don't treat me how I, should, how I expect them to? I've had that happen to me many times, even at work. People have jumped and gone to the competition. I've treated them well, paid them well. In life, we experience many things that we could get offended, upset about, bitter about. But life's not all about us. It's about others. We can let it go and we can walk free in God. Praise God and we can be a blessing to others. The gospel gives us a new identity in Christ. It teaches us to be that we are complete, full, and overflowing, and secure in Him. Praise God. We are secure in Him. Have you ever been to a church and found um, that it was not very loving in, lo in life? You ever been along to a church, maybe on a Sunday, and you come away and think, man, that wasn't a very loving church? Eh? You know, it should have been because you were there. <laughs> it should have been a loving church because you were there. We can make a difference, each one of us, as we sit here in the seat today. It's not about us. It's about others. God wants us to overflow. He gives us blessing and favor so that we can give it out to those around about us. We do not lack as we're believers in Christ. In John 7 and verse 37 and 38, Jesus stood and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the Scripture says, has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. The Holy Spirit, the Wairuatapu, the Spirit of the living God dwelling in our spirit. It's like a fountain. It's like a, like a well of water springing up within us, and it's overflowing out of our lives and being a blessing to others. Praise God. So it's time today to forgive people, to not hold grudges against others, but to look to the Lord and to see as our Father sees. That's why we had last month open eyes. And now as we see as our Father sees, as we receive His good, goodness and His blessing and His favor, as we're overflowed with the goodness of God, it flows out. It overflows out of our life to others. Blessed lives, blessed lives. Now the second point is it's time to overflow. It's time to overflow. God wants us to be like a cup of water that overflows. We used to sing a little song like that too in church. 
or at Sunday school when I was younger, my cup's full and running over. Since the Lord saved me, I'm as happy as can be. My cup's full and running over. And that's what God wants for us. And he says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 10 and 9, it says there, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase, every area of your life, even your time, your energy. Honor the Lord with your possessions and the first fruits, not the leftovers, the first fruits of all your possessions. And here's the promise. So shall your barns be filled with plenty and your vats overflow with new wine. We have big vats at work. Unfortunately, Reese, my son-in-law, forgot to turn the stir off this week and he went to open the door and he had his hand in by the hinges and the big stirrer came and grabbed the door and jammed it against his hand. And uh, he couldn't pull it out. It was majorly getting crushed. He thought it had broken his bones and some of the boys yelled out to the boys to turn the stirrer off and they come and pulled the door with all their might and he managed to slip his hand out. But the stirrer is still stuck against it as we speak. We'll have to unjam it. But uh, he went to the doctor, got x-rays. But we've got these big vats. And we put honey in them, 12 ton in a vat. And um, for three years, there's been lack, the last three years. But this year, the vats have been filling up with honey because God has given us a great season, great summer, and there's been an overflow of honey coming in. And so we sometimes have to wait and be patient in life. But God is for us, and so he wants to give our life, our life to be like those vats with an overflow. And even though sometimes it seems lack, just be patient. Trust in God. He is for us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? So when we, when we give our first fruits to God and we honor the Lord with the first fruits of all our increase, we, we're, we're really acknowledging that He is the source of where all our blessings flow. It's a simple thing. Well, you've given me this, so I'm going to give the first fruits back to you. Whether the first fruits, $1, $5, $100, that's between the individual and God, whatever he puts on your heart to give. But you give back, acknowledging him. And he blesses that. I've been doing that for 32 years of being a Christian. I've never had lack. My father is Jehovah Jireh. He provides for me and for my family and for those around. He wants our lives to overflow. And so we honor him with the first fruits of all our increase. One touch of God's favor will take you from having just enough to a place where you have more than enough, where you have an overflow in your life. So get ready. Get ready for overflow. I believe that this year God wants to bless, bless you so much. He wants to be, bring you into a place where you're so blessed you become a great blessing to others and uh, where you readily give out of your time, your energy, your resources, your finances to others. We read about this in the feeding of the 5,000. Remember that story in the Bible? When the boy gave his whole lunch to the Lord, how much was left over? Because the Lord got them to sit down and he got them there and he counted them. He knew how many were there. He knew how big their appetite was. But there was 12 baskets full left over. He could have had it. He could have worked it out. So there was just enough to feed the 5,000. And there was not a crumb left over. And everyone has said, oh, we're all full. That's just really good. Man, I wonder who worked out the ingredients for this meal. You know, they got the measurement just right. But no, there's, he started off with one little boy's lunch and he ended up with 12 baskets filled. Why? Because he wanted them to just sow it and be a blessing, didn't he? He wanted an overflow. 
That's what he's saying. He's going to give you, that's why he gives you more than you need just for yourself. There's a lesson in that. Praise God. God's not limited by your salary. God, he, he has more than enough for you. He can multiply it. Remember when he fed the, uh, the children of Israel in the wilderness, they had definitely not enough there in the wilderness until God provided for them. And he actually changed the winds, as it were. I don't know how those quails came up and fed millions of people, but there was a lot of quails each day. And where they came from, maybe God changed the wind and uh, just had them, had them come in that direction. You know, in your life, there might be adverse winds coming your way, and you might be experiencing lack in certain areas, but God, look to the Lord because He can change the direction of the wind, and He's about to blow on your life in an area. Perhaps He's going to provide you with a better job, or your boss is going to give you a raise, or something else is going to happen in some area of your life. He can actually change that. Look to Him. Get in agreement with God because He is about to open the doors for you. Open a door that no man can shut. He's going to do that for you. Trust in Him. I believe that for me, for my family, for my business, for the church here. I believe it. I'm excited about it. This is a year of overflow. We don't have these themes without believing it. We believe in a God that can do far more than even I can explain to you or share with you. He can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or even think. We're just coming to a close shortly. The team are coming up. What about Peter? See, sometimes we're toiling all night like Peter. He was a trained fisherman, and they're out in the water in the boat fishing all night. And how much did they catch? Nothing. You know, sometimes you're using your own ability. You're saying, but I've tried to do this, and I've tried to do that. You know, and sometimes it's just so simple. He says, well, just throw your net on the other side. And he could have said, well, hang on a minute. If I go from there to there, do you think all of a sudden there's going to be fish there if there's not fish here and we've been here all night? You know, it's like, Lord, you know, think about it. I'm not going to waste my time doing that. No, no, he obeyed. He just did it. And what? They got a great catch of fish. You know, that's one of the verses God gave us. When we prayed in a house for three months before we started Excite, 13, well, 12 and a half years ago, cast your net. That was one of the words we got. Cast your net on the other side of the boat. It's not about religion and just learning. It's about getting out in the community. Do things differently. Why are people not coming to church? Do things differently. Take church out to them. Cast your net on the other side of the boat. Perhaps you need to have a relook at what you're doing. Perhaps you just, it's a simple thing. The little simple things that need to be changed. And God can give you wisdom. He can lead and guide you. But he has blessing and he has overflow in mind for you. God knows how to get the fish to find you. He knows how to get the blessings to come to you. David the psalmist said in verse 6 of Psalm 23, he said, Goodness and mercy shall pursue me, or goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. That means, that word follow me means pursue me or hunt me down. It's a powerful word. It's going to pursue you. He knows how to get the fish to come to you. Just prepare your nets. Believe for overflow. God is for you. God is not limited in, in our capacity to receive. He can give you more than you can even a, a contain. And He wants to do that so you can give it out to others.
to just in closing, Christ pours out His power to transform. Christ pours out His blessings to assist. Christ pours out His Spirit to sanctify. Christ pours out His grace to forgive. And Christ pours out His presence to comfort. Christ pours out His love to encourage. Blessed lives, blessed lives. And it's time to overflow to our community. Let's have faith in God. God is for us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Let's stand and let's sing together. Overflow.